Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. For those of you who are just joining us, for the past half hour, we've been talking about past, our past, and wounds specifically in our past, about how that affects us today. And uh, we've kind of turned the corner of this next segment. We're going to talk about healing and coming out of our past and our wounds. But if you want to hear any more of this show or any of our past shows, just go on to iTunes, SoundCloud, or on Facebook and just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear all of this past show or in all of our past shows so uh, yeah Chad, Chad we've been talking about uh, our past and how do we launch and propel into our future and Tony um, in the break we were talking about how um, we, we believe the our wounds and many times it's it's the lies we believe right so right talk about that a little bit with the lies that we guys can we we can embrace yeah uh, you know I heard some great teaching on this that that just talked about how the enemy wants to uh, to kind of influence us. And, and it was just a great visual for me for some reason, but he said, you know, in our mind, the enemy wants to sow into three different rows. Mm. He wants to sow lies about who God is, about who we are, who our own identity is, and then lies about others. You know, so God, self, and others. There are three rows that he consistently wants to sow lies into. And his proof text was, uh, was in the garden. That, uh, mm-hmm. that that's from the very beginning, that first picture we see of Satan, he comes in and he says, did God really say, you know, is he holding out on you? Is that kind of, the kind of God he is? Did he really say you can't eat from the fruit from any tree in the garden? And he's lying about God. He's lying about God's character, mm-hmm. saying he's holding out on you. He's a God who holds out on you. And then uh, he said, well, you know why he doesn't want Because he doesn't want you to be like him. You know, he he's threatened by you. And so... Uh, Satan begins to lie to us and say, hey, you're a God. You know, who, God, he shouldn't be telling you what to do. You should mm-hmm. be calling your own shots. So he lies about God. He lies about himself. And then very quickly, uh, when they eat of the fruit and then they're kind of hiding from God, if you remember, when, uh, when God seeks Adam out, and this is great for men because he seeks Adam out, mm-hmm. you know, and says, you're accountable. Uh, you know, I'm not going to talk to Eve about this. You're accountable. And he seeks him out, and what's Adam's response? Well, it's not my fault. It's the woman that you, you gave put, me, that you put here with me. You know, <laughs> so he kind of blames God and Eve all in one. There, you know, it's your fault for putting her here, and mm-hmm. and uh, and then he re- receives this lie about her that somehow, you know, he w- she was responsible for his bad behavior, and uh, and and I just love that because uh, I think that's that's the trap that we fall into, and so most of these wounds go back to. Uh, a lie about who God is, or a lie about who we, he says that we are, or sometimes it's you know a lie about others. You know, no one can be trusted, or uh, everybody's out to get you. You know, uh, and so I can't he, open up my heart to this person. Right, you Even, need to be an island. You can only depend on you. You know, and and so um, one of those three areas, or a combination of all those, sometimes is what really kind of creates that woundedness that just isolates us, especially as men. And, uh, and so I was telling, uh, telling you there's a, a story that really highlights some of this for me. Uh, and it's a friend of mine, actually, who, um, who went through some recovery work. He was abused as a child, sexually abused as a child. And, um, and so he had lived with the grief of this, but he'd done a lot of the work. He had done some forgiveness work and thought, okay, you know, with God's help, I can really forgive this guy, mm. uh, which is unbelievable to get there. 
And he had released some of this resentment and just kind of entrusted that justice to God and, you know, didn't necessarily interact with this person anymore. It wasn't, I think it was an old neighbor or something. And so he just was able to kind of let some of this go. But he remembered one time uh, kind of uh, just amazing sometimes how God wants to, to minister to us. Mm. And he said it, he was just sitting with this in the aftermath of that one time in a, in a church service. Um, and uh, and he, he just felt like God said, hey, you know, you haven't really fully dealt with this. And he was like, well, you know, what do you mean? And, and he just felt like God was saying, you need to ask me for a hug. And, and so he was like, well, uh, I don't know exactly how that works, but okay. You know, um, God, would you give me a hug? And, uh, and he said, no kidding. Uh, shortly after the service, that pastor who was speaking said, you know, I, strangest thing, but I just feel like I'm supposed to give you a hug today. <laughs> and and he, I mean, he said, I, he just wept. And he was like, you know, God knows me at that level mm-hmm. that, you know, some intimacy had been interrupted and some things that still weren't online for him probably in his relationships, you know, either intimacy with his spouse or intimacy with his friends was still not where it needed to be. And God just needed to give him a hug and he can work that out. And so, you know, the question there for us, I think out of that is how, how open are we to really let God minister to these wounds? Because what happens with most men, and I speak from experience here, (laughs) is we, those wounds scab over and they create scars and we just go, ah, you know, it's just part of my life but I got to rub some dirt on it and I got to keep moving on. You know, it's just a part of my story, but it's, it doesn't affect me and it doesn't hurt me and it doesn't bother me. And usually that's not true. It does affect us. It does affect us deeply. And so we've got to invite God into it. We don't just need to muscle ourselves up. Um, we need to, we need to be able to kind of really invite God in to do the work for us that we cannot do for ourselves. So, so, Tony, I mean, I'm reminded of what Jesus said, that he comes to give us life abundantly. Mm. He, he wants us to live this life of freedom. You know, Galatians 3 says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He says, don't walk in bondage. Um, how, how do we begin to break out of that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as with so many things, right, uh, the beginning is acknowledging that there's a problem. And so we've talked about, you know, soliciting that input from friends and trying to really get insight. Uh, I tell people all the time that is one of the biggest challenges I face as a counselor is just insight. You know, if if we're constantly arm wrestling in therapy, you know, <laughs> saying, um, OK, I, here's what I see. You know, you are not free. You're you're still in bondage in some ways. And they're like, well, you know what? She deserves it. Or, uh, or well, they're all jerks. You know, if, if it's constantly the blame game and there's no sense of ownership, and I tell them routinely, uh, I can only work with what shows up here in my office. And so I'm not here to blame anybody else. We can get some insight about what's going on, what you really are experiencing. But, but it's got to be a willingness. It's got to be a partnership, an agreement. You know, you've got to agree that that there's something that you need God's help with, that there is a wound that needs to be treated. And uh, and we really do almost have to see ourselves as children there. You know, there's not many five-year-olds that come in and put Band-Aids on their own scrapes, you know. 
Um, mm. So we have to kind of, I think that's one of the reasons why Jesus said, um, you know, you got to be like a child yes. to really get this stuff. You've got to, you've got to have a spirit of receiving and um, sitting with two other men. If you know anything about men like I do, and even as I look in the mirror, it is so difficult for me to ask for help for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a big project in my basement, and I hate asking anybody to come over and even help me do some of the things in my basement. It's just ridiculous. Uh, my wife there's, chastises there's, me regularly. Tony, there's help for that. <laughs> uh, you know it's what? It's called YouTube. <laughs> there is, uh, yes, YouTube, and I've got somebody coming Wednesday night to help me. You know, oh, so, that's good. Uh, and I ask, and I hate it every moment of uh. it. But I know sometimes that I need to do that because I just don't know what I'm doing. You know, and so I think there's a parallel on these spiritual and emotional levels too. We just need to uh, acknowledge our own spiritual bankruptcy. I don't, God, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know how to heal this. I don't know how to show up better with my wife, with my neighbors, with my friends, with my coworkers. I don't know how to be a kinder boss. I don't know how to be uh, a more uh, an employee with more integrity. We are so used to muscling through things and just trying to figure it out and make it happen that we just aren't very good at admitting that we don't know what to do. And what we do is we go on with life and we're, we're banging around and we're banging around on our, our, our wives and banging around on our kids. And we don't understand the damage and the, the, the issues that we are passing on to them. Right. Yeah. 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 And there's generational things there too, that have been around for countless generations. And, and I like challenging men to say, you know, uh, do you want to be the generation where that stops or do you want to pass this on to your kids? Um, it's Hmm. a, it's a tough question, but, but we're doing one or the other. We're either, we're either making a shift in the generations with God's help or we're passing something onto our kids. And so we have the absolute power and ability to pass on freedom and the abundant life that Jesus talks about to our kids and grandkids, even great grandkids. Right. Or or we're 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 passing on our limp, our wound, our issues to the next generation. Right. Oh yeah. Lord God help us to be mm-hmm. aware. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Well we're gonna pick up here. We're gonna take a break here in the next uh, few seconds here. We're gonna have one more segment with Tony Gore of Freedom Counseling Services. And again, if you're just tuning in to Solid Steps Radio, we appreciate you listening. And you can go to our Facebook page or iTunes or SoundCloud, and you can get uh, all of our past podcasts here. And uh, it's funny, we're going to finish up this next segment, I think, talking more about healing and and walking in freedom. And I I thought about an analogy, Kurt, you and I talked about the other day that I heard Dallas Willard use this analogy where uh, a boat that is... Uh, it's got power and it's got steering, but there's something wrong with the boat. And you get the boat into the dock, and the boat is safe, but it's not sound. That it can get there, and it's safe in the dock, but it's not sound. And that many of us are safe. Yeah, we're saved, right? Yeah, we're going to right. heaven, but we're not sound. Hmm. We're not healed. And our past is is a big reflection of where that is. So we're talking about healing and our past and all of that today. So we thank you for listening. And uh, our next segment, we're going to finish up with Tony and talking about healing and our past. And we thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.
Welcome back to our final segment today on Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell here with Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. We want to thank our sponsors today, LNN Credit Union and Carol Rogers Carpet One for stepping up to the plate and um, uh, uh, sponsoring our show. So we would love for you guys to use them and say you heard it on uh, Solid Steps Radio. We're here today with Tony Gore of Freedom Counseling Services, and Tony has been talking about the better part of this hour, about our wounds and our past, and now we've been talking about healing and how we walk through that healing process. And, and you know, Chad, we've been talking about how, you know, how do we know that we're in bondage? And, and many times we, we've got stuff that's gone on in our past. And in between the break, we were talking about you know self-protection, uh, self-isolation. Sometimes we're workaholics. Uh, I think we talked about it yesterday. Yeah, the three W's. The three W's. Women, work, and wine. We try to use those things to medicate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we, we self-medicate. And, you know, how do, so how do we know that we're in bondage? And, you know, Tony, we've been talking about this, you know. I, 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 one of the things I, I think that is a telltale sign, if we do not, if we've never asked somebody else for help. Hmm. Wow. We're in bondage. Yeah. Because really, what we're saying is, well, I, I don't need any help. I got it all together, and th- you know the Bible is crystal clear. No, that's not true. You're, you're all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us are are need need help. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it was one of the uh, uh, siren songs of the '60s, right? I was watching uh, Simon and Garfunkel in Central Park the other day. On I'm an old guy, you know, so on on TV, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know they're singing, "I am a rock, I am an island," and boy, that's the theme song of so many men I know. You know, I am sufficient. I am on my own, and it's just not true. So I think that's a great point, Kurt. That. Uh, if you have never asked somebody else for help or for insight, um, I, absolutely, you know that is one of Satan's primary tools to keep you in bondage. To say, you know what, you can't do that. You're not allowed. You know, if you're a good man, if you're a healthy man, then you're never going to ask anybody for help. Yeah, because is, you're you're rock solid and you're you, you got it all together. Yeah, or at least you need to. And and most men are have enough insight to know that that's not true. But they do believe that that's what the image they have to put forth to be successful or to kind of keep, you know, uh, the image alive at home or in the workplace or wherever else. And it really does isolate us. So, Tony, how do we move towards walking in a greater freedom? Yeah, I touched on uh, some of these that even uh, for my friend who was, um, you know, dealing with some some wounds at someone else's hands. But whether those wounds are self-inflicted or whether they come uh, at the hands of someone else, uh, there there need to be some things that I think are just standard. Uh, we've got to do some forgiveness work, and and so you know you go well. What about if if uh, I just you know screwed up? What if I just made the mistake? What if I just blew it in some way? Well, you know what? I can almost assure you, you haven't forgiven yourself. Yes, that you haven't really received the forgiveness that God wants to give you. And so whether it's forgiving uh, an abuser or uh, an old boss or uh, a church or a pastor that's hurt you in the past. Or a wife. Or a wife who has left you, um, someone else who has abandoned you, a parent who's abandoned you or inflicted damage or told you you're worthless, whatever it is, you have got to get to the place where you hand God the justice and you say, you know what? I'm going to release my right to get even. I'm going to release my right to kind of hang on to this bitterness, and I'm going to give this back to God. It's a gift that we give back to God. Mm. Now, my experience in that 
is that's very difficult to do if you don't trust God. Mm. If you don't trust that God is really going to do something with that and he's going to be responsible with that, then there's no way you'll really get to the fullness of doing that. And some people will say, well, that's just an act of the will. It's a choice that you make. I can tell you from experience, you know, if you just try to muscle through and make that choice, but you don't trust God, you will pick it back up in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, we have to believe that God is who he says he is. And when he says vengeance is mine, that that's true, that he is completely, he offers complete grace, but he also is a God of justice and that he can uh, offer better justice than we can. And so that doesn't mean that we, we don't do our due diligence, that you don't um, hold people accountable if, you know, if they're hurting children or if they're um, you know, stealing money or whatever. I, I, we're not talking about that, but we're talking about kind of that seed of bitterness that we hold on to or that root of bitterness that takes root in us and then grows into something that becomes anger or depression or uh, solitude you know, that isolates us. And, uh, and so I think we really have to hit forgiveness and then releasing that resentment. But I think what we have to pick up, if those are the things we're letting go, mm. then what we have to pick up is the truth. Um, second, uh, let's see, um, I, um, uh, Psalm 119.45, I ran across this the other day, and I thought this was great. It says, I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. Mm. Love that. Because... You know, somewhere along the way, uh, and many times we've heard the truth, we just haven't received the truth. It's kind of this head truth and not this heart truth. Yes, we've got it up in our brain, but we, it hasn't trickled down. Yeah. And so I think uh, if we understand that, that Satan has sown these lies into us about God, about ourselves, about others, if we're re- willing to release those, then what we have to pick up is the truth that God says, this is who I am. And this is who you are. And this is what other people are in Christian community for you. Not perfect, but they can be who they can be. Uh, and, and the problem is, you know, if we don't have clarity on that one, especially the others piece, is we make idols out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's our spouse or our job or our church, um, those things were never intended to be God. And so when we try and make them that, then you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. And so we have to receive the truth about who God is. He is completely um, good, and he is, his heart is good for us. He's a, you know, we're singing this song right now. He's a good, good father. That's, he's for us. And the Bible he is, says he's for us. He is for us. And, uh, and, and so we have to kind of see him as such, that, that he is that father. And I'll tell you, that was so much a part of my journey, too. Uh, that was the work that God really had to do in me. I was a pastor for years, and uh, and I'm not real proud of this, but I, I can tell you, um, I I really was not walking in a full understanding of who God is for many many years. Even in my uh, my ministry, and you know, in my home, uh, and in my work that I was doing, and God had to disrupt some things for me. Uh, and uh, there was some church leadership that really played a role there that was really helpful to me. When they began to prioritize prayer, and I was like, I, you know, I don't have a good prayer life, and I don't even like to pray, if I'm honest. And God took me on a journey there to say, why do you think you don't like to pray? Mm. That's because you don't trust me. And, and Tony, if you don't trust me, uh, why would you pray? 
why in the world would you pray? And so God began to kind of heal some things in me, and I began to kind of take God out of the shadow of my earthly father, who I had a lot of conflict with. Mm. And, and once he was released from that earthly shadow of my father, I began to see God for who he really wanted to be in my life. Mm. And so I see that for so many other men that they just don't believe the truth about God, or they are hanging on to a lie about who they are or who they aren't, uh, or they are so isolated because they can't trust others or others continue to disappoint them because they expect them to be gods, and they're not. They're people. Yeah, and they're, this, this, this world is broken. Yeah. And, but Jesus says, my yoke is easy. Mm-hmm. My burden is like, come to me. And I will give you rest. Yeah, I will give you hope. It reminds me of, of Psalm seventy-one. It, it says, "Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you, Lord God, will restore my life again. Hmm. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor, and you will comfort me hmm. once again." That's yeah. the God. That's the God that we serve. Hmm. Yeah, and how many of us, uh, just one more thought there, how many of us have really experienced God? How many men have really experienced God as our comforter? You know, I I think you guys said it earlier, um, I hope it wasn't on a break, but it might have been, where, you know, we we really um, experience him as Savior. You know, we kind of trust, okay, I know I'm a sinner, I need to be saved. We trust him as Savior, but do we really trust him as our comforter? as our Prince of Peace, this, the one who can sue this. We trust everything but God mm-hmm. for that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, Tony, I hate it that we're already done, but it's been great to have you. But I mm-hmm. want you to pray for our guys that are listening, that they would experience the God of all grace, mm-hmm. the God of all comfort, and the God of peace. Yeah, absolutely. be my pleasure. And so, Father, we just pray for uh, all the men who are listening today. We pray for their spouses. I know they listen too, and uh, and for so many in the community who um, who need to encounter you, just like my friend. They they need to be disrupted in the middle of their church service, in the middle of their day, in the middle of their family dinners, and they need to hear you whisper to them, "Hey, why don't you let me hug you? Why don't you let me love you? Why don't you let me?" Um, put some salve on this pain instead of the other salve that you're so used to using that really doesn't work. Mm. And so, Father, I pray that um, that they would find some stillness. And in the stillness of that moment, that they would hear your still, small voice that wants to speak to them. Mm. It wants to say, you know what? You are my child. And, and I long... I long to just bend over and to put that Band-Aid on your, on your knee. Mm. Uh, I want to put my arm around your shoulder and let you know that I love you and that I care about you. And so, Father, um, uh, a friend of mine, Simon Bevy, has said, most men I know are just boys plus years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, Father, we acknowledge that we are, that we are, are just children. And that's... That's difficult, but it's also a blessing. <laughs> if we can receive like a little child what you want to give us, if we can just come crying into the house and say, you know, I've got a hurt, I've got a wound, and receive the healing that you want to give us, Father, uh, help us to humble ourselves and to receive what your hand wants to bring mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tony. But folks, thanks for listening. Solid Steps Radio. If you want to hear more from Tony or if you want to get in contact with his services, uh, freedomcounselingservices.org, freedomcounselingservices.org. And we'll have a link to his page on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio. If you didn't hear this entire show, you want to hear it, go to iTunes, soundcloud.com, or check in on Monday on our Facebook page, and we will post this show with all of our past shows. Kurt, had a great week. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's do it again next week. Okay, we'll do it. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.